0: And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCoursey here with Jay Austin, who'll be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Jay. I am not Matt Watson. You aren't, man. You aren't. But whether it's you or someone else, I do have to let everybody know that Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, which I do own with Matt Watson. So I heard about it one time. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, you told me about it a lot. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Well, I love today's topic. We're gonna to talk about video marketing and you are someone that knows quite a few things about that. Uh, Jay, you are the CEO, janitor, and the guy at The Creators Group. That's what you came up with. Yeah, and I, I love I mean, you told me <laughs> you were the janitor and the CEO and that's, but you, you know, you do have a group of people. You guys do some really cool stuff related to video marketing. Um, as you are aware, because I've sat down way too early one morning and and talk to you about it. I mean I really ha- I am such a huge proponent of video marketing. I think that everybody wants to do it. Not enough people do. And then a lot of people try and just really, 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 really fail badly. I mean, is that is that fair? Yeah, we've seen that a lot. Yeah, and it happens. I mean, as entrepreneurs and startup founders, we're gonna fail at things a lot. But as we get into this and you guys know that I love it when you are interactive. So you can go to creatorsgroup.com and check out what Jay does. And you can also uh, find him at, at creatorsgrp on the gram. And is it the Facebook still? Or is it just Facebook? Uh, we're going to have to ask somebody smarter. Yeah, I know. And you guys are just creators group. You're not the creators group. Right. There you go. It's cleaner. Keep yes. it clean. Keep it clean.
1: Super clean. Justin
0: Timberlake told me that once. Who did? JT. Wow. Or wait, was, that, who, was who was he playing? In? He was Sean Parker in the social network. He can so, really be whoever he wants to be. You know what? He really can. He really can. Um, he's the new Tom on I, MySpace. I, I don't. Yeah, I get it. Um, and he's, well, I mean, yeah, he really can. So I went and saw JT when he came to the Sprint Center. It's uh he put on a good show, man. And, I, I and he's a sneakerhead, So I was just like, yeah. Okay. Do you remember
1: that phase of his life where he had hair that looked like uncooked ramen noodles?
0: It's awesome. though. as someone that doesn't have a thick full head of hair, I just appreciate any kind of hair.
1: that's a deep including
0: yours congratulations thank you thank you um that's some deep level of gratitude and i appreciate that yeah yeah gratitude for your hair yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so and so back to video marketing a thick full head of hair does look better on video it could it does so jay tell us about uh, grab the mic and just tell us about creators group what you guys are trying to do and why it's relevant
1: Awesome. Yeah. So we make videos, just lots and lots of videos and we're headquartered here in Kansas city. We've got 12 really awesome curated videographers who we work with and we shoot all over the world.
0: Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's good stuff. And you know, the problem that you're trying to solve with folks is businesses and just people in general that want to do video have a hard time with the production element of it. Is that correct? Yes. Production. And then the
1: continuity of it, right? Because
0: doing it regularly,
1: doing it over and over and over and over again for multiple platforms. It's a big challenge.
0: So creators group would help me not only come up with ideas of what I should be doing for video. You're going to help me execute it and then keep it on the reg on the reg. Yeah. That's fair to say, right? Yeah, I, I you know I think that one of the mistakes whether you're doing like written content marketing, whether it's a podcast, whether it's your YouTube channel, or something like that, you if you're not regular, you just get you're forgotten. Yes, it's hard to stay relevant,
1: um, especially right now when more and more people are getting introduced to the idea of creating content, and the ability to create content is going up. Right, the price of everything is coming down. Your cameras are coming down um like that's why we actually encourage people to just shoot with whatever they have
0: yeah um, but
1: then the barrier is the editing right yeah. so uh, so that's why we do that as well. You can just ship us the footage and do that.
0: But everybody's um, got a 4K camera in their pocket.
1: Exactly. I
0: mean, and think about that, man. That's crazy. So you know, I have a background with musical instruments, and I've touched on that in my in my recent book, the uh, the Realist Guide to Successful Music Career. Um, so I used to work for Roland, and this was like over a decade ago. But like, a, okay, you're here in the studio, and if you guys want to check us out on YouTube, you can because we're talking about video. We have a new YouTube channel. Um, and we put the episodes here so you can see how much better Jay, better looking Jay is than I am. By the way, if you really want to help
1: the podcast, go find them on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've had, we, I mentioned before, like we're finding, it's the same thing. It's just, you're going to see our heads. You can see what I look like. I'm waving at you right now. But the soundboard that's here in the studio used to be what the size of a digital recorder was when I worked for Roland. I mean, think about that. And now you technically walk around with one in your pocket and, you know, the same thing with cameras. So uh, three and a half years ago, when I was helping JC Lopez at Urban Necessities get his YouTube channel together, we had to buy some somewhat pricey gear still. But that's not the case anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless you consider the phone's
1: pricey, but it can do so many things, like but you already have phone it. Phone calls or whatever those yeah. are.
0: Yeah, you maybe um, look at the internet can, <laughs> and the social media, Facebook.
1: It can yeah. even send you to the moon.
0: Um, Technically referring to the computing power being much greater than the original Apollo spacecraft, it's crazy, right? It is amazing. Uh, It is amazing. And and, in two years, it'll be even. It'll. It'll. Or a year and a half, or whatever, it'll be half the price and twice the power. And yep. And not to mention, um, it is
1: your television now. And that's why yeah. creating video is so important,
0: right? And and with that, I think a lot of people. I, I want to talk about what makes a decent video. So and you know, I've I've made quite a few videos. Um, I used to. So you run into this kind of balance of like, are you trying to make it as short and to the point as possible? Or are you trying to make it have enough meaningful content for? And and I'll let you tell us all about what makes a decent video. But for me, I think you have to immediately start by grabbing someone and people, I think people fail by trying to make this like over overextended, ridiculously long video, and then it's over. That's right, yeah, the first five seconds is a fight for attention. And then
1: once you have that, you're in a pretty good spot to be able to do one of three things, and this is how I typically try to guide people on their video, is be educational, be entertaining, or be emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can picture that as like a Venn diagram, remember those things? Maybe. Yeah, no. no. Um, but if you can try to get all three at once, that is the holy grail. And the one thing I didn't mention is how long it is, because unless the platform is restricting how long it is. Sure. Like, well, like Instagram, minutes. you get a minute,
0: right? Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, is a good length. It, it is. And nice in length, some cases,
1: sure. still too long. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so when, when people ask or start thinking about like, how long should my video be? My general rule of thumb is as long as the content is awesome. Yeah. So if your content is awesome for three and a half hours, you might as sure. well keep going and keep going and then break it down into a thousand tiny pieces.
0: That's the same rule I take here on the podcast. And for those of you that listen regularly, sometimes an episode's 38 minutes and sometimes they're an hour and a half. Like it's it's about, is this, is this still interesting? are we on point did we accomplish what we meant to accomplish and for those of you that that listen regularly sometimes yeah we wander off a little bit cuz we want you to also feel like you know us and that's an important thing too right yeah
1: definitely that it's it's the buzzword now authenticity but yeah. Really what happens in really great marketing, and you know this because I've seen you in practice marketing, is you need people to connect with you. Yeah. When And you can be the big brand. You can be a, a person, but connect with something. And it's hard to connect with something that's too sterile.
0: Well, right. Because you want people to get it. And and there are certain things like I wouldn't probably, well, okay, let's look at the dude that's now with Sprint the, that was with Verizon. You remember that guy from that commercial. I don't, how do they let him get into that, by the way? Like, that's a funny thing. But the, 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 you talk about someone knowing you, they know him. I don't know what his name is. He's, you know, can you hear me now? It's that guy, right? It's that guy. But that's my point is like, so you got to know him on whatever level. And now he works somewhere else, which is, which is the way it goes. But with, when you're selling, pushing, promoting, informing, education. I use this term I call I call it democation. If you can demonstrate and educate at the same time, that's a good approach to doing things. But at the same time, no one wants to well, unless you are literally creating a video of a seminar. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Like yeah. I mean for like we fire money guns. <laughs> on a podcast where you can't really even see us firing the money gun, but it's like people come in and they're like, I want to fire the money gun. I'm like, "Okay, we can probably make that happen Might as well, man.
1: They we didn't make put a those vi- We, we of those. put those
0: videos on Instagram. We're, we're on Instagram at, at
1: Startup Hustle podcast. And that does not fall into the educational portion of the Venn diagram, but it falls into the... It's entertaining. And emotional to some people.
0: Yeah. It's funny because, uh, yeah, we've had so many different reactions and you can we're sitting here looking at our money guns right now. We are both by Supreme, um, both probably not authentic, <laughs> but maybe, you know, so... Secondary markets exist for a reason. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's truly secondary. <laughs> might, yeah. So... If you have, uh, and by the way, if you have a picture of a Venn diagram and you want to tag at Startup Hustle Podcast um, <laughs> on your IG page, I'll, I'll call you out. I'll give you a shout out. So, Matt,
1: that reminds me. Um, I looked through my garage before I came out here this morning oh, because, no. yeah, everybody knows that you're a sneakerhead. Yeah, um, few people know that I used to get in trouble a lot when I was in grade school, but you could probably anticipate that. Um, And when they would uh, kind of punish me in grade school, they'd send me out into the hall. And back in the day, you know. I spent a lot
0: of time in the hall in the corner.
1: (laughs) I get it. (laughs) And so I would, um, they would always kick me out into the hall. You know, I always had hand-me-down clothes or Goodwill clothing, things like this. And so I thought that like the all-white sneaks were hot back in the day, but Mm -hmm. they were all like New Balance before New Balance was dope. Yeah. And uh, so I'd be sitting out there with these hand-me-down, gently used all-white sneaks. I'd keep getting in trouble, man. And so uh, Alex Lee at one point, shout out to Alex Lee. I don't know what he's doing now, but uh, he would
0: sneak me. Is this a kid from grade school? Yeah. Alex, if you're listening, like also like let us know what you're doing. Well, this was his hustle. I feel like there's so (laughs) many Alex Lee's like that didn't even narrow it down. But go ahead. Yeah. And how do you spell Lee? L-I-L-E-E. So Uh, uh, who knows? So
1: anyways, he used to start sneaking me these Sharpies, these different colored markers. Mm Because like, however he got his hands on it, he had like the 50 pack. Oh, yeah. that's too many colors you know yeah, what I right mean? like you don't yeah. know a little too so much selection he would like sneak these out and so i would sit out there with my legs crossed while i was in trouble and i'd be coloring like tie-dye patterns yeah in my shoes and it would have matched because
0: today in the office the staff's tie-dye. wearing tie-dye did you <laughs> notice that they have the royals promo fanny packs on too it's i'll un- give you one you can't not notice dude, they're
1: so bad but dude i yeah. i kept those shoes from like fifth grade. Oh.
0: Um, and, and there's somewhere in my garage, but I could not find them. Oh, I was going to bring them for the, that for been the viewers awesome. at home. Well, you can post those on your, on your page. Thanks, so, man. so, and that might make a decent video. So I want to go back. I want to highlight the, the three things. You had three E's. What were those again? Educational, emotional, or entertaining. Boom. And I mean, you nailed it. And those are the reasons that people watch videos. Yes. You know, so like educational, um, if you were okay, if you sell a product, that could be educational. Um, educational also. So at FullScale, once again, if you want to check us out, FullScale.io, we, we do educational videos because we want people to understand how our business works. So we have an educational video about our billing. We have another one about... So we do guided development. Our clients actually, uh, they manage their teams. So we just want to explain the way that that goes. And they are, they're under a minute on purpose. You know, and then another one just about us, education about us, like who we are, you know, 10 years ago, I hired my first employees in the Philippines that has evolved over the years. Now it's full scale. And we also point out that the university of Cebu's mascot is the webmaster, which I think says a lot about the culture where our office is. So, and that's just simple education. And you are part Filipino, right? I am, yeah. yeah. Shout out to mom. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we love it there. That's where Watson's at right now. I'm 100 percent jealous of the tan he's getting. He, he's Watson does. I don't think Matt gets tan. What SPF does he use? Matt? Like 1,000. He needs more. He's a, <laughs> he is he is like one notch below a vampire when it comes to when it comes to sun exposure risk.
1: Like <laughs> I'm imagining him with uh, 1,100 SPF shooting supreme money guns in the air.
0: Yeah, yeah. Leads the team. It's funny because, you know, Matt, um, we we give Matt a hard time, but he, you know, he's kind of freckly. And when we go over there, they're not used to seeing that. And like people, like I've been there with them. They're like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so like what? So, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, but in terms of that that triangle that we talked about, the,
1: the three E's, this is just a simple place to start. And I think like one of the, what's up?
0: we we're, were we were just uh, brainline our show's producer just walked in with her tie dyed shirt and her Royals promotional fanny pack just crushing so, it just yeah, crushing it yeah she had that on yesterday too we had quite a few people uh, yeah you can can you post a picture of the fanny pack on on the gram for us please thanks how do you even post one of those
1: like in selfie mode how because do you like not post it. Oh, that's true i mean for real how do you not post it you can't not but so. um you know what i wanted to to share with your listeners man is that when we think about making videos I think too often we think about making external marketing videos when you and I know when you look at how businesses keep money, we get fascinated by new customers. Yeah, And sometimes we get distracted by new customers when return customers and generating word of mouth is the best way to create a really good profitable mm-hmm. company. Yeah. And so creating a set of videos for your existing customers that help them feel comfortable using the product or buying the product or service and then helping them spread the word that's actually a way better investment into video than external marketing often is
0: can i add a fourth e yeah so this isn't so i want to i create videos when i continue to hear an echo and when an echo would mean so you have your clients customers whomever when you get the same question over and over and over that's an echo, and and not only is it so. That's I mean that's where I answer with an with an educational video, but an echo is a signal that it's a good place for a video. Um, so I'll, I'm going to use Gigabook as an example. Um, the, the subscription uh, system works based on how many things you're taking bookings for, and pe- but yeah... People had a ton of questions, so we were getting like through intercom and different, you know, things. I don't understand how this the subscription works, and you, know, you hear that enough. You're like, okay, we have to fix this. So I made a one minute video. This is how the subscription works. I drew it out. It had some like a very simple um, infographics, and we also put a calculator on. But we didn't do that till later. The day we put that video up, ninety percent less people asked the question. then when we put the calculator on with it, nobody asked. Like it's literally like it took months. So that was an echo. So you hear these echoes and echoes are uh, good for entrepreneurs to pay attention to. That's how we started Full Scale. People kept saying how, you know, we, Matt and I didn't become business partners intending to start Full Scale. We became partners in Gigabook and we wanted to have a bigger office in the Philippines, but we talked about doing client services like a year later but we kept, we heard, I heard the echo people saying, what do we need to do to get in on this? What do we need to do to hire people? You hear that enough. Okay. That means there's a problem or something that needs to be solved. So a good entrepreneur, business owner, manager, marketer, you listen for the echo. Absolutely. And so
1: um, I'm I'm assuming some of your listeners are going to be like, like Andrew Dowis,
0: who is on episode 160, 159, e commerce. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so you're talking about a, a, an SMB that is between 10 and there. I don't know if I can say his revenue numbers, but there are companies
0: who it's are. A like 10 it's a lot. To That's just, just bats.com. Yes. I mean,
1: and they've been around forever. They were like e commerce yeah. pioneers. Yeah. yeah. So when you find companies that have internal marketing teams of like two to eight people, you, they're probably going to be in like a $10 million to $60 yeah. million dollar range. And they also tend to be the companies who struggle most with what to do now with all these different platforms and like how to create videos and even where to start. When you say
0: all these different platforms, you're talking about like YouTube, Facebook, the gram, there's all this other stuff. Where do you host it? What do you say? Who's this directed to? Do we embed it on our page? Do we put it here? Is that what you mean? Exactly. How do you determine what's best for that?
1: um, Oh, it's it's marketing one one go to where your people are yeah go to where your people are and so when when uh if you're in that spot right and you're the one inside that company maybe you're the marketing manager or the cmo trying to figure out what set of content whether it's videos or not to create next um the lowest hanging fruit and most effective fruit to pick is go to your sales team and then turn your faqs into content
0: yeah well those That's, are those it, are those are echoes FAQ FAQ is like the OG answer to the echo, you know, like what happens if this, what happens if that, and those are answering echoes. But the thing is, is dude, people don't read anymore. Like you TLDR too long. Didn't read like that happens a lot. And you will be, and that's where, um, not for any of your ease. That's where the video is also great. Cause there's just a lot of people. I don't, I'm one, I'd rather watch your one minute video. Give me one minute. I, I love the condensed thing. Like I I uh, subscribe to an app called Blankist. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? Mm-hmm. So like, in it and in, in a fifteen in fifteen minutes or less on audio, it tells me everything I need to know about about uh, books. Mm-hmm. It's Cliff Notes on paper, but I love it because I don't. I get what I need out of that without having to take the time to read the whole freaking book. So it kind of puts things on steroids. All right, so let's talk about entertainment. And, and a video being entertaining because what do you think the components are? Because sometimes people, you can try this and do well and you can also like really fucking fail. And that's kind of the point. To yeah. fail um, or not. Sometimes the ooh, failure can be a how, win. How deep. Well, think about Wendy's Twitter page. Like, That's I, a homegrown thing like, here in KC, I, I, by the way. It's pretty awesome. But at the same time, I guarantee you that started with someone just being salty. And th- and then they realized they're like, wait a minute, because think about it. Do you think any brand on the surface level was like, you know what? We should just talk shit to everybody on Twitter that says anything, you know, because at first someone did that a couple of times and, and they, they probably fired someone, <laughs> That's and, right. and then they started realizing that they picked up attention from that. So sometimes mm-hmm. that failure can become a win. but and by the way, if you don't follow follow Twi- uh, Wendy's on Twitter, you are not living your best life. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> like I mean it's just like, That's right. it's, like That's right. I, it's, it's amazing. They literally make the opposite reaction on just about everything that business school would teach you. Yes, but it's effective. they've got a ton I mean, who, why else would you follow Wendy's on Twitter? I mean, for real, like, Hey, well, like, a lot of Hey, we've added a little more chocolate to the shake flavor. hundred oh, percent. Right. And that that's,
1: that's true for a lot of businesses. Like, um, for example, if you're an insurance company, or are you going to make boring. entertaining content?
0: Yeah. Boring. Right? Well, that's yes. why, uh, I can't remember. I don't know the actor's name. He played Dennis Duffy on 30 rock. He's the, on the, you know, he's the like, uh, in, in insurance commercials, he's like doom or gloom or whatever it is, you know, like He's always got a bandage on and he something's wrecking near him and stuff like that. Like, that's how you make a boring topic interesting. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I mean, even if you look at uh, large insurance companies and the commercials that we remember, we actually remember a lot of insurance companies' yeah. commercials. Geico, because there's new, well, the Gecko, the, sure. The Gecko, yeah. the Caveman. Oh, yeah. Um, we have Chaos, right? The guy from State Farm. Yeah. Um, where he just crashes into everything. But isn't like, that the same guy or is that different? It's different. It is. It's a guy. So they're competing. They're competing for sure. Um, But then you have, I mean, so you can name these insurance companies. Now the trick is when you're a smaller or private company that is inherently boring. What do you do? And that's when you go to your sales team and you knock out the FAQs, the echoes, Mm -hmm. things like this. And then you have to find a way to get attention towards your educational content, right? And so you need you need to think outside the box one of the best ways to do it is to not do it yourself. And so find somebody else who has the attention of a crossover audience. Like in other words, they've been making a YouTube channel for the last three and a half years and they have a cool audience. And you think that 32% of their audience is going to be interested in what you're selling. And that's what your
0: group can help people with. Well, we can't help people with sponsoring, but we can help people. Yeah. But baking it. Yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, if you need a brick, if you need a house, if you need to build a house made out of bricks, call a bricklayer. You don't call Roto-Rooter. Hmm. You know, and that's the thing is like, and, and, you know, so you guys would help someone make that first video and just get that out of the way. That's the, like the first ad- uh, objective, right? Yes. Like, Hey, let's just get you on the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, let me tell you a story. So like, um, if you're out there and you're listening and you think you have a boring product, probably because somebody has told you, you have a boring and product.
0: And by the way, you probably do. Even if most you don't think you are. do, like
1: most things are boring. Most things yeah. are boring. Um, then this is a story that you need to listen to. So if you're in that spot, so we were down in uh, a little tiny country called Suriname, which is in the Northern part of South America. And we were down there to give a, a keynote, a videographer of mine and I, and uh, we were having lunch with some of the other speakers. And one of the other speakers was uh, running a social media agency. And one of her largest clients was a, basically a bricklayer, Like they made stones for houses and uh, so in Suriname, uh, what we learned is that the East Surinamese dream is to own a house. But a house doesn't look like a house that we're picturing in mm-hmm. our heads. Like like you've been to enough third world countries sure. and countries like this to understand this. But but it is a small, very small plot of land. And, and it represents something so much more to uh, those types of cultures. And so that's the Surinamese dream. And she was having trouble trying to figure out how to make 35 posts about a stone without just boring people to death. And so we started asking questions about like, well, what does the, the house mean? What happens when there's a flood? Because it rains a lot out there. It's in the Amazon. Um, what happens when there's a flood and the house gets ruined? How does the community react to that? And we started hearing all these true stories. Now the whole table was involved uh, of these these stories of these houses flooding And people from the community coming back and literally rebuilding the houses with each other. And so there, we just made a stone interesting. Sure. Now, it's not about the quality of the stone and the dimensions and the durability and stuff. That's stuff that nobody wants to follow on an ongoing basis. But every Surinamese person knew and felt what it was like to see that stone laid because that meant that, that was their house they owned that now and
0: that's that emotional that's that emotional hook and you know like another thing like all right so i consider myself creative if you had to do 35 posts i could have also done something that showed 35 images of of it being built and I would have started it with a plot of dirt and then I would have started it with a couple stones and then I would have started it with a man in it, and then I would have put a man and a woman and then I would have put a man and a woman and a child and then I would have shown them inside the house or something like that, you know, like that kind of progressive storytelling pattern, you know, and, and, and like, you know, and, but that's the thing is you have to also consider like the audience that you're speaking to. So another interesting story related to that. So in Africa, they speak so many different dialects that it's difficult to communicate sometimes. So a lot of the food products have pictures of whatever it is in the can, right? So Gerber, have you seen Gerber baby food? It has a picture of a baby on it. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't figure out why they weren't making any sales when they tried to get into the African market. Because literally people like the cultural norm and the, uh, you, you have to understand who you're speaking to. And, and like, I, when I say what language they speak, it's also like the cultural understanding, like literally they were creating an identifying factor of, Hey, there could be a baby in this jar. Like, and that's, you know, that's a different, like, that's the kind of emotion you don't want to invoke. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. So, and you know, some of the things that you need to stay away from if you're creating videos that are related to emotion, unless you are directly in these businesses, I would recommend steering away from religion, sex, and politics. Because you just have, with those topics, they're touchy and you have the ability to potentially rub more people the wrong way than you do the other way. Now, if you're a, uh, obviously, if you're in any of those businesses, sure. Sure. But you you actually have a much higher chance of pissing people off than than with with those things. That's right. And and you're going to invoke that that a negative emotional response. Emotion's tricky. Yeah, I I don't think that we can be afraid of
1: evoking negative emotions. There's actually um, a great book out there called Contagious that talks about this where negative emotions from advertising aren't necessarily bad, but there's a spectrum of negative emotions. Yeah. If you are just a regular company and you're not trying to start world war three, then the type of negative emotion that you might want to think about avoiding is anger.
0: Yeah. But a negative. Well, and emotion that's, at- and that's where like politics yes. um, comes in and sometimes religion and then sometimes sex. And sometimes you know the sex yeah. things just might not be appropriate. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if you're ready, I mean, it's one of those things where like, you just need to be ready to face the consequences of your work. And so like, if you're a Richard Branson, and you're 20 something years old, and you're starting an irreverent record store in the UK, right? And you're like, dude, what, what's a name that would catch somebody's attention? Virgin then that's an interesting way to, to leverage that sex thing. But we're not in the 60s or 70s anymore when that started. And, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where you just got to be ready for the consequences. I do think, though, that um, like going back to the idea of a boring product, um, even boring products have interesting stories attached to it. And you need to continue to find the stories and think about what it would be like to be an interesting person. When you're sitting across from an interesting person, they talk about themselves a little bit, but often what makes somebody interesting is that they're listening, telling stories, things like this. Brands are no different. We think that brands are different. We think that we need to communicate differently when we are a brand, but I know you've seen this, Matt. Like, How often do people, entrepreneurs like in our circles, their marketing sucks and they produce marketing that would not work on them?
0: Right. How often that's a do you point. see that? Yeah. So, a lot. so it's
1: very important to step away from your own business when you're creating these marketing plans and put yourself directly in the seat of the person who you're trying to speak with and be interesting to.
0: Yeah. And that's a understanding your audience. And I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the psychology of a video. But um, first, if you get a chance and you're, you're, if you're still listening, go to creatorsgroup.com. Um, check out what, what Jay and Creators Group does. Um, also, check out at creatorsgrp on Instagram and Facebook. While you're there, check out full scale, at full scale KC at startup hustle podcast, or at de Matt. Uh, you it. have a personal gram? Do we push that out or no? No, man, keep no? it to the company. No, I it's about you. the team. Some people are into that and some people aren't. You know, that's another thing too, is like in the psychology, is sometimes. Sometimes you can be the brand and sometimes you really should separate yourself from the brand too. I mean, that can be tricky. So, And at different stages in the company's life, right? Like when you think
1: about how most companies start, if if you don't have the funding to really be external with your marketing, um, it is you hustling. It is you who are the company. It is you who answers the customer service calls. Respect the hustle. wearing that. the table You have one of these, don't you? I do. I have one of those. You, I need to get you one
0: of ours. You know, it's funny because these, my Respect the Hustle shirts, which are the like staple of my, of my fashion. Um, it's amazing how many people ask for these. We only made 60 of them. You've got like limited edition shit. You should it's sell it on, so nice. sell it on like StockX, scalp it on eBay. You're not big enough yet, Matt. Yeah, I'm <laughs> working on it. Working on it. I actually probably know a couple of people that might pay a markup. They've been asking me, I've got a list of people like, if you ever remake those shirts, I'm like, we'll make a different one. But, um, so let's talk about the psychology of a video. And we, we hit on a lot. I mean, a lot of the stuff we just talked about is related to the psychology, but this is something you have, you're a subject matter expert on. And and I think that it's, it's worth discussing because that you know, that psychology is and I'm a, so I'm a I am uh, so i am i have spent a lot of time studying personality types. Um, so different personality types react to different things. They they ingest and make this information and make decisions way different. Um, and then I've also been fascinated with the science behind why we make decisions. And one one example is so like it's about the creation of value. So if I told you I'd give you ten dollars off of a thousand dollar suit but you had to walk 10 minutes to get it. Or I would give you $10 off a $15 meal. You also had to walk 10 minutes to get it. Now you're going to buy both, right? Let's just assume you're going to buy both. Overwhelmingly, people will walk 10 minutes to save $10 on the $15 meal. And they will overwhelmingly say no to $10 off of a $1,000 suit. Technically, it is the exact same money for the exact amount of time and effort saved but the perception of the value compared to whatever it is you're buying is remarkably different so that's a psychology of decision making that that uh, could affect a video it, it, but literally what I said is a glass of water for another glass of water it's the exact same thing ten dollars ten minutes same thing but your perception and your psycho the psychology related to that you oh wow that's a really great deal and the other one you're like yeah eh, not not a great deal Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of this cool research is coming out of
1: that entire, thank goodness for it, but the entire behavioral economics revolution that started in the seventies with Daniel Kahneman and, uh, what's his name? Amos Traversky, you know, and, and essentially they upended an entire, uh, school of thought of economics where economics, you know, supply demand, all that stuff. It was based off of uh, rational behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm not acting rationally when I'm standing at, in line at a quick trip at one 32 in the morning.
0: And I grab that Reese's peanut butter cups. That's not a rational decision. You're technically also not a- acting rationally when you wait in a line for 18 hours to buy a quote, limited edition product. Exactly. And it took us years, yeah. years and years to realize, uh,
1: kind of our own humanity with this stuff. And so like, I love that example of the suit and in the meal. Yeah. Um, and, and and there are all these d- – actually, let me back up. Um, if you want to be- start creating better content in general, better marketing content, uh, the best route to go down is to listen more and more to people like a Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. or an – um, a Daniel Kahneman, like thinking fast and slow, things like this, where they're studying how humans actually behave.
0: I think Malcolm Gladwell wrote the art of clear thinking. Is that the right guy? Is I don't think different so. Guy? Yeah. All right. That was, book. That it, was the book that I read that in. It's called uh, the art of, I think it's called the art of clear thinking. And it's like a hundred, hundred three page chapters all about little things. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, the three page chapter. By yeah, right. you
1: just got to think, Oh, really?
0: Well, yeah. Cause I, I have ADD, man. I don't like, I'm not, I don't, I just give me the, it's, I just said, I want to hear a whole book in 15 minutes. It's just like, I don't know. It's hard to capture attention, which is hard to do in a video.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah.
0: where that psychology comes into it. Yeah. Now here's an, uh, another piece of psychology. So if, if you jump
1: into 1919, Right. The game for getting noticed in 1919 is way different than getting noticed in 2019.
0: And the rules around it were a lot (laughs) different too. The rules are a lot different.
1: Um, There there are different mediums. That's why it's different. So there was no the Facebook in 1919. There was no Instagram. There's no internet. There's no widespread, huge, huge publications. In most
0: places, there was no electricity.
1: That's right. And so you had traveling salespeople mm-hmm. who walked around and opened up suitcases. You had uh, Bible thumpers, you had newspapers, um, and those cost a lot of money. So the medium changed, but what made people move is actually exactly the same in 2019 as it was a hundred years ago, because we haven't evolved out of ourselves, right? We just have access to more knowledge and touch points. So the game to play in 2019 is to be the one who shows up most often with the three E's, four E's of content and do it consistently until somebody needs it. Yeah. And that's how it is. So that's why creating content at scale, um, for multiple platforms is so important right now.
0: But one thing with regularity though, is you do have to abide by the educate, entertain and emotion aspect. Cause if you're just creating shit to create it, um, you you lose your audience as fast as you built one. That's right. Um, and and because back to that authenticity is like it, you can't you can only fake it for so long. And and you have to be able to keep people's attention. And speaking of which, um, for those of you that keep, have listened to this, for whether today's your first episode or you've listened to the hundred and a half that came out before this, thank you. Um, yes. And you know we continue to see our listenership rise, and that's because. I told you this before we hit record, like I want, I meaning we and Matt, the mats want to do the best we can to continue to bring relevant, interesting, emotional, educational, and you can mix it all in, but th- that's really important. And that's, and you know, that's, we look at our entire feed, like all episodes of startup hustle. I look at it as a library. So for, we haven't, we don't have a book on the shelf about video marketing. So here you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But yes. it's, but it's key though. It's like, cause, and you know, people have started asking me a lot. They're like, well, I want to start a podcast. Well, everybody's starting a podcast now, like 10,000 new podcasts, like not episodes shows are coming out every week right now. Everybody's launching a podcast. And with that, you can't make you don't it, the one advice I give people when it comes to, whether it's a podcast or any type of content, don't paint yourself in the corner with your title and your subject matter. Because you can very quickly run it like, okay, there's, you either found this episode because you searched for video marketing and we, and we found, you found us based on that, or you're a regular listener. If this was only on video marketing and you were just a general entrepreneur and not a video marketer, you're not going to make it very far as a listener on a regularity. So you either need to be Very keep it very specific, but that gets difficult at some point. Like, where are you on episode ten, or video ten, or post two hundred? Because you can start running out of relevant stuff to say in a hurry. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I think the approach that too many people make with creating content is they are approaching it the same way that people advise uh, tech startups. So, like, the lean startup methodology is, Mm -hmm. like, you pick that niche, you go down as, you know, like, that's the thing to do. I do
0: think you need to be good at one thing before you try to be good at eight.
1: Yes, yes. But you're talking about, like, you know, one podcast about one thing or one company talking about one thing for too long. Like, in that content, not only does it get boring to listen to, but it gets hard to create.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the point. It's like you start to run out. You're like, oh, well, we've talked about that. We've talked about that. Or... You know, and, and that's, and that's a key, like with startup hustle. I mean, this is, it's funny because so many people don't consider themselves startups. Like my last book about, was about the music industry, you know, bands are startups too. Like they actually have startups that are way more difficult to be successful at than some of the ones that I work with every day. Mm -hmm. And, but it's that mentality of how you look at it. So where, you know, like you can help your business, your startup, you can make video I mean, technically, and I'm not trying to push people away from creators group, but you can make it for free. You turn your camera on and, and guess what? Just make it. And the great part about recording, whether it's audio or video, is if it sucks, don't publish it. Right? That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, and no, you're not pushing people away from any professional production service uh, worth their weight in gold because really what you're hiring a top videographer to do, if you're like looking for more marketing Is pre-production. Yeah. So it's not necessarily their expertise behind a camera that makes them stand out, at least moving forward. This is our thesis. It is, can you hire somebody who is really good at getting into the hearts
0: and minds of the people who you're talking to? Dude, it's hard to write scripts. And do that work for you. Yeah. I I spend more time. time trying to figure out like, all right. So if you haven't been to our YouTube channel, go check it out and watch the main video it's uh and it's funny because i i like to i joke i sound like morgan freeman in it but you talk about evoking flatter you talk (laughs) you talk about well (laughs) i tried but we started with the video of a lemonade stand and it's about being an entrepreneur and you know and and that that immediate like you know we all had did you have a lemonade stand or something similar i had hustles for sure right that's my point so you know you identify that's a very first image and it, it evokes that emotion and it grabs you with that psychology. And, it, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to talk about stuff that's relevant to you. Um, but it took me so that's a one minute video. And it took me a little bit to do to write that like and I wrote different iterations of it. And I just kept recording it. I just like literally took my Mac and just hit record like it was a shitty recording. I you, you use your phone or something like that. But talk it out you know, talk it out a little bit, but it's, it's difficult to write scripts because, because you need to be precise and then there's timing behind it. And if you're doing it for video, it's even harder uh, because you have to give consideration to weird things like a transition or, you know, just different stuff. So,
1: and you got to keep it moving. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about creating videos is it is actually very easy to create a video. It's a little bit more difficult to create a great video uh, but you need professional help when you need to create great videos at scale.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, try, trying to do some of that stuff. So, uh, Johnny, who's also one of the producers of the podcast he's Shout the out one, Johnny. and Johnny, like, so I've worked with Johnny for a little bit. He helped me with Jay, Jay and urban necessities, YouTube channel, which by the way, has a quarter million subscribers. So I'd say that us getting that started was worth the time. Um, but, you know, you, he's technically a, a videographer. He's worked for HBO, Riot Games, different, di- you know, has a film in Tribeca and all this different stuff. But, you know, like most businesses don't have or want to take that expense on a full-time basis. Now, that's an important part of what we do and he helps us with a lot of creative stuff. But those are the kind of guys you guys get at, creative, at Creators Group, right? Yeah, that's right. And and you know, so you know, give it a shot. And, you know, I mean, it's I'll tell you what, it's just so much easier to just hire someone that's already good at what they do than trying to figure <laughs> it out on so many levels. But I hear you. Yeah. And I mean,
1: so getting like really hyper practical for your listeners here. Um, we talked about creating a lot of great educational, emotional, entertaining content at scale and doing it over the long term. That is so hard and taxing because maybe you feel this with the podcast a little bit. It feels like sometimes you're sprinting a marathon. And a great way to think about how to produce and then post your content is to have a sprinter's mindset when you're producing it and then a marathoner's mindset as you post it. So I'll break that down. So when you're thinking like a sprinter, you have 100 meters, a.k.a. 30 days. To create as much content as you can. So, you do the pre production, you get the cameras rolling, you get the writers writing, you get the audio engineers doing their audio engineering, and you sprint as hard as you can for 30 days. And at the end of that, it goes to your post production team, and you have enough content to post for 90 days. Take a month off, just like a sprinter would, come back, sprint, post for another 90 days. And so, what ends up happening is your content starts layering on top of itself and you're not killing yourself, like just wondering, Oh my God, are we going to post another Instagram post today? Like that is one of the stupidest worries when you're running a huge company or even a startup is like, did we get our post out today?
0: That was the main thing that, that, and I mentioned this before we started recording, but that was, you know, that and to ensure regularity, we don't, we don't mess a release, man. Like I, um, I, I actually, uh, you know, I came down to the office one night at midnight because I realized there was there was a little issue with the podcast that was going to come out. So this, And Central Time uh, currently and here in August of 2019, this comes out four days a week and it comes out at 5 a.m. Monday through Thursday. And that's aggressive. I mean, can we agree that that's aggressive for podcasts? Yes. I and mean, yes. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't have that. Like, I mean, maybe someday but you know the the but in order to do that and guarantee that because we, we want to i want i we want to be there for you on that morning drive or and you know and and if you have a short one then you can finish it on the way home or something like that but if you don't if, if all of a sudden we're just not there like that would be noticed I, at least I like to think it is and that's also a good thing though because it, it it encourages us, it encourages us to you know, feel like, you know, we're, we need to live up to that standard too. I don't want to not have it out there, but, um, the main thing to do that, and we just went through this about, uh, it ended about three weeks ago, but we got really aggressive. We were recording these like twice a day, like we're doing like nine a week. And our goal was to get about three to four weeks ahead because guess what shit happens you know, I have a wife, I have kids, Watson travels around the world. I travel around the world. We do all kinds of different stuff and you don't know what's going to sometimes get in the way. And if you don't have, and and that was, what's annoying, who's going to make the post. So, you know, these things get scheduled out, um, in a, a little in advance, but what made it feel? All right. So if you're running a marathon, your goal is to get yourself in a nice, steady groove where you're not even thinking about what you're doing. You're just going and, uh, and that's made it a lot, it makes it a lot less strained and it also gives padding. So like you showed up today, but I couldn't guarantee that you showed up. So if I'm working one day ahead of time, that would I would have had to now drop everything I was doing and do a lot of different stuff. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's a key, a key ingredient. Now you use the word taxing, but there is actually something related to tax that could really help you create content because creating content for your business is a marketing expense, which means that it is deductible you are it's an expense, and you can actually leverage some some fun and interesting things out of your own business, creating video content right
1: yes definitely
0: and yeah. uh, with travel or however, so you know give us a few words on that as we kind of wind down here, yeah, so. Creating your own marketing, especially as a smaller company,
1: should be very fun. Oh, totally. It should be very fun. Without a doubt. Too many people stress out about it. Like, listen, like if if you're listening right now and you are maybe a solopreneur or you're running a small team, or maybe you just got funded and you have like five, ten people who you're looking after, your one priority is to be the person who radically prioritizes what you're doing. And worrying about that Instagram post going out today is not at the top of your list. It should not be at the top of your list. What should be at the top of your list is creating a workplace that's fun to be at, that's effective, and that allows people to work their faces off. And when you are doing just-in-time production on your content creation, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. You've got to have this bank. You've got to create in bulk and make it fun. This is fun. This is fun being able to sit with you and do this. December, for example, I don't know when this is coming out, but um, our December at Creators Group is going to be 80 to 90% focused on our own sprint. And our goal is to create enough content to release um, about three to five pieces a day across every single platform every day for the first quarter.
0: And there's platforms that'll help you automate that. They're everywhere. 100%. There's a bunch of them. I'm not even going to mention yeah. them because it's, they're not hard to find. Yeah. So and you can also, I mean, anything. Like if you're if you're publishing on YouTube, like you can schedule that out. Yeah. You can schedule yeah. this out. And like the, the the, our our podcasts are scheduled out. I mean, they're yeah. scheduled out all the way through next week. And that's and, but we and we also don't go too far with it because sometimes we something there there's t- things that are time sensitive. Like for example, Quentin Lucas, who's now the mayor. Congratulations, Quentin, the mayor of Kansas City. He came in to record and the election was in a few days. So we had to push everything back to do that, which meant we had to re-edit thumbnails and some different stuff. So, you know, you can find a healthy balance with that. Yes. And that's one of the points
1: of creating a lot of content for the future is that it gives you the freedom to be able to do things like that, like it gives you your team the freedom to even have more creative adventures yeah. uh, because they already know that the baseline content's coming out and you know that as well. But, um, but my main point with just telling people what our plan for December was is because uh, people bond, teams bond over hard shared experiences. And so uh, from a leadership perspective, when you're able to take your whole team or a section of your team through a sprint like that. It feels awesome at the end of it. You're Mm -hmm. actually going to have uh, better leaders, better producers. You're going to have fun. Your team's going to be more cohesive. And by the way, you just created thousands of pieces of content that allows you to breathe for the next three months.
0: You can create – you know, one of the things, too, with creating in volume and using your business to do it is, I mean, you you can – kind of crowdsource your own content, you know, we went and, uh, you know, so we have some of these, uh, sweet and greet events that we do around town and different stuff. And, you know, we encourage people to send pictures back and, to, you know, to tag us in their social media and like, you know, just that different stuff. And, you know, just even your own employees, like take pictures. like people want to see it. They want you to keep it real. And some, you know, you might be shocked at what other people will find interesting. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. like, and that's one of the things I'll give you, I'll tell you something. We haven't started doing this. We actually, actually we have, we published a video on our YouTube channel the other day and it was me talking about the things that our clients are finding success at at full scale. I find that to be relevant. It's like three minutes long, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, Hey, this is what people are doing. Cause as an entrepreneur or startup founder, or anybody like, um, well, if you're, you sh- hopefully you're listening to this podcast because you are looking for gems, from the people that come in or maybe even from us, who knows, mm-hmm. we know a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And, and one of we the meaning last thing, you. <laughs> no, we meaning we, um, <laughs> is there yeah, a I, mou- there's a mouse in your pocket. No, I, oh. is that what I said? Maybe. I might've,
1: no, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like when you start creating your own content and you talk through things and you write things down and you think about what you're saying, your overall message will just get better. You get clarity through writing and through making videos and things like that. And that alone might be enough reason to go sit in front of the camera, face the awkwardness and release it. Yeah. You know, might as well.
0: You know what? I was going to kind of round this out, but I think that this conversation deserves to talk about the awkward feeling. Cause I, I, I don't feel I I've always had a level of confidence. Like I'm not nervous um, in front of a microphone or a camera, um, I've been on live television. I've done a whole lot of different stuff. I can um, speak to large groups with little preparation and feel comfortable and stuff like that. And then my wife is literally terrified of public speaking. And I think a lot of people don't create content because they're they're worried, they're they're nervous, or they're scared, or they don't think well, you know. But there's. Do you have any tips on overcoming some of that? Like, I think just doing it, repetition is like, and that's what I was hearing while you were saying that. I was like, in that in that same, you know, you remove that awkward feeling by doing it. That's why Toastmasters and some of these different things exist. Like, and once again, if you're just recording the content, if you're not truly live, this isn't live. This isn't stream, this isn't on whatever AM or FM radio. And if this is a total abysmal failure uh the world heard it like i we could theoretically i have the option to not publish this podcast now i will but at the same time like that alone should remove your in my opinion remove your fear remove that awkward feeling you can always delete it am Mm -hmm. i right you're right yeah so so
1: let's say that you are doing something like matt's doing here which is getting in front of the camera getting behind the mic and you are the one talking about this stuff as an owner of your company Uh, the first thing is be generous. You know, one, one of the fun things that happens when a camera goes on is that person who's really cool in real life now becomes a version of themselves in front of the camera. And you don't have to do that. You can stay yourself. So uh, the the three easiest
0: tips outside of being generous. Was that like when I wore jeans and gold shoes to a luncheon with the governor of Kansas yesterday? That is you. I know people, I, it is me. Yeah. And then someone was like, is, you. is that what you're wearing? I was like, yeah, this is how I dress. This 100%. is me. Like if you want to get to know me, like this is me, I would actually be turning myself into a different character. I dude, I don't even know if I have a suit that's clean. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's just not me. <laughs> right. You know, I right. was the only person there in jeans and a gold, in gold Good. shoes. Rocket. You're, you're memorable. But people remember me for that. And yeah. it's not at this point it, it was, there was some intention behind that, but you know, like you said, like be yeah. you because I'm comfortable. I would have been uncomfortable wearing a suit. Yeah. Yeah. This would have felt weird. Exactly. Like it's just, yeah, yeah.
1: It's not, it's not you. So they like, we're
0: lucky I wore pants and not shorts
1: or just pants in general. For the listeners, we are sitting down and his legs are under a table and I do not know if he's wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. Thank you. Um, But no, the, the three best tips for this, especially if you're doing video and you are the face of your marketing for a little bit. One is... Uh, make sure that you're with somebody who uh, is forcing you to do it. Like if you're really going to be awkward and self-conscious about it, just find an accountability partner. And that could be your videographer. It can be your director of marketing. It can be your EA. It can be whatever. But just make sure that that somebody is going to hold you to it. The second thing is find your style. Mm-hmm. So there are some people who are way better in a Q&A format than they are in a let's talk straight to the camera format. Some people like scripts a lot more. Some people like to be in group discussions. So find your style uh, just because you see somebody else online replicating it or like, you know, ha- like everybody uses Gary V as kind of like the
0: base level for this. Gary curses more than I do, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah. But that's him. That's him. He'd yeah. probably have a hard time not doing it. Yeah. Like me. He, he found his
1: style. Yeah. Um, but you can find so many other styles out there. You don't so to play, you don't have to
0: please everyone and you're not going to. That's it's right. impossible.
1: That's right. And then the third tip after after those two is if you are very, very self-conscious about the results of the videos, have somebody else look at the results of the videos for you. Yeah. You don't have to read the comments. You don't have to see how many likes it got. You don't have to take that hit to your ego. Go ahead and just produce it and let somebody else manage it very analytically. Those are the three best tips if you're feeling like a little
0: awkward to do it. There's one, I think, really simple one. I just laugh. Find a way to laugh. Get someone to tell you a joke. Watch something funny. Um, Because honestly, like with video, it's like, well, first off, if you're hitting record shortly after like laughing and smiling, you have that kind of amiable energy. And, you know, and also just. It just, it's disarm, you will disarm yourself. You will disarm your insecurity, your lack of self-confidence. And like, that's why if you see me before I'm talking to a group or something, I'm probably joking with someone. It, it, my wife who, like I said, doesn't like public speaking. Well, okay. I was she came to me I was talking, uh, in front of a couple hundred of Kansas city's top business people. That's okay. Th- it, that's, that should make me more nervous than 2000 strangers. Right. Because um, your peers are tough. Like you, that's where you really don't want to fail. It's when they're strangers, it's a lot easier. But she was like, are you preparing anything? I was like, no. She's like, not at all. She's like, have you thought about what you wanted to say? I'm like, I thought about s- that four words. That's how I do it. I, ha- I call it my set list. I have four things, like four words. I won't ever read a script. I think if you try to memorize what you're going to say or speak, then you're in a risky position because if you lose track at any point, you mentally have to go back and find your place. in that, And that's when you see people freeze. The people that freeze are invariably, they're memorizing it. Now that said, sometimes that's the only way that people are actually going to do it. But it's really easy to like, add, you could fit four words on a post-it note. You know, and it might be like, introduction could be business offering you know just a couple of words and you can look down at that if you need to or think about it in your head and it helps guide you and we did that before we recorded today's podcast I've got I've got a few notes I talked to Jay for like five minutes and we just have a couple of bullet points like they are um, what makes a decent video how to create volume you know like and even asking things like creatorsgroup.com at creators grP at Instagram and Facebook. And that that's like the it, that's like the entirety of my notes. I mean, I, I also wrote psychology down. Literally psychology. Like we didn't talk about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and and different stuff like that. But well, anyway, if you get a chance, go to creatorsgroup.com, go to at creatorsgroup on the gram, on the Facebook. You can also check out full scale at fullscale.io at startup hustle podcast. You know where to find us.